Hello, dear listeners. Today we, Sasha, Maite, and Ksenia, are discussing a very trending topic as a part of the Point of View program: virus assistant or silent killer. There is a debate in society about whether the vaccine will save humanity or become a new problem. But first things first: what is a vaccine? What is made of? What is its general principle of work? Do you girls know? Not really. Not technical. As you may have heard, vaccines contain the same germs that cause disease. For example, measles vaccine contains measles virus. COVID vaccine contains COVID. So, but they have been either killed or weakened to the point that they don't make you really sick. But some vaccines contain only a part of disease germ. Some vaccines have the full version, so to say, and. A vaccine stimulates our immune system to produce antibodies, exactly like it would if you were exposed to the disease. And after getting vaccinated, you develop immunity to that disease without having to get the disease first. So basically, the vaccine doesn't treat; it only prevents, which makes it one of the most powerful medicines in the world. How are vaccines developed? Most vaccines have been in use for decades, with millions of people receiving them safely every year. As with these old medicines, every vaccine must go through extensive testing to ensure it's safe before introducing to the, you know, vaccine program. And just like in case with a COVID vaccine, each vaccine under development must first undergo screenings, evaluations. To determine if they can evoke an immune response, and this is called a preclinical phase, and it's done without testing on humans. So first stage, no humans. An experimental vaccine is first tested on animals, of course, to evaluate its safety, and only after that, it's tested in human clinical trials in three phases. When the results of all the three clinical trials are available, public Health policy can approve it, and officials in each country closely review the study data and decide whether to authorize it or not. And also, further monitoring takes place in the ongoing way after the vaccine is introduced. So it's not just like you can produce it and let it go. You have <laughs> to keep an eagle eye on that all the time because there are some systems to monitor the safety and effectiveness of all the vaccines. I think this is what are the COVID vaccines are going through. I think AstraZeneca, Pfizer, Moderna, true, Sputnik. I think they have already completed this trials on human hmm. and uh, all the data. Yeah, AstraZeneca at the beginning was a vaccine for animals, but with the COVID, they changed the components. I think so, and they start to prepare a COVID vaccine. But before we go to that point, let's take a look at the experience of the past. One of the greatest diseases of the last century was the Spanish flu, and uh, not every person knows how much damage it brought to the population, to the world itself, and. I think there were no vaccines at that time at all. But let's talk about pandemics in the past in general. But first, what is pandemic? It's an outbreak of global proportions. It happens when infection due to a bacterium or virus becomes capable of spreading widely and rapidly. 
The disease behind the pandemic can cause serious illness and spread easily from one person to the next. The more civilized humans became, building cities and forging trade roads to connect with other cities and waging wars with them, the more likely pandemics became. So, the most, let's say, famous pandemics in history were Black of Justinian, Black Death, and the Great Black of London. They were caused by a single bacterium, a fatal infection otherwise known as a plague. People had no real understanding of how to fight it other than trying to avoid sick people. And actually, during the Black Death, quarantine was invented. Officials in Venetian-controlled port city of Ragusa decided to keep newly arrived sailors in isolation until they could prove they were not sick. At first, sailors were held on their ships for 30 days, which became known as a Trentino. As time went on, the Venetians increased their forced insulation to 40 days, or Quarantino, the region of the word quarantine, and the start of its practice in the Western world. Wow. So, thanks God we're not sailors at that time. Yeah. And one more deadliest disease, smallpox. Okay, smallpox won one of the deadliest disease known to humankind. The earliest written description of a disease that resembles smallpox dates back to the 4th century. Centuries later, in 1796, Edward Jenner observed that milkmaids who previously caught cowpox did not catch smallpox. Using this observation, he demonstrated that inoculated vaccine protected against inoculated viral virus and introduced the smallpox vaccine, the most successful vaccine in history. People were vaccinated through arm-to-arm inoculation. Taking fluid from a blister of someone infected with cowpox and injecting it into another person's skin. Can you imagine it? Like, no, I, I actually I can't. Yeah, I wouldn't like <laughs> experience it. Yeah, smallpox was eradicated only in 1980, and of course, the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918 the deadliest in history, infected an estimated 500 million people worldwide, so about one-third of the planet's population, and killed an estimated 20 million to 50 million victims. Influenza or flu is a virus that attacks the respiration system. The Spanish flu did not originate in Spain. For news coverage of it did. During First World War, Spain was neutral country with a free media that covered the outbreak from start, first reporting on it in Madrid in late May of 1918. Because Spanish news sources were the only ones reporting on the flu, many believed it originated there. But I also read the Spanish, meanwhile, believed the virus came from France and called it French flu. Maite, is it true? I don't know uh, many information about the Spanish flu. I'm not sure if in the school the teachers thought about the Spanish flu. 
or French flu, or maybe? French flu. But in my opinion, it was French flu. <laughs> <laughs> the the guilty for others. Yeah. So it's like, and in France, they were taught that it's yeah. not French flu, but, but French, German please. German flu. No, you know a reason why you don't know about Spanish flu? Like you was taught it's French flu. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, interesting fact, right? <laughs> so basically. How did people fight against the Spanish flu? Actually, during the pandemic, researchers tried to develop a vaccine. A number of vaccines were tested against strains of Streptococcus, Staphylococcus, and other bacteria. But of course, these bacterial vaccines had no chance of stopping the pandemic, which we know was caused by a new strain of the influenza A virus. So they just didn't work. Mm-hmm. Mm. And yes, and actually influenza was first established as being caused by a virus in 1930s. And the first flu vaccine was developed only in the 1940s in the USA. So, so they were quite late for that. Do you girls realize how happy you are living in the 21st century and having all the medicines to treat the diseases, even though some of you might be against vaccination? <laughs> yes, of course, we're lucky. Yes, and I think I wouldn't like live in other century mm-hmm. because this century we have a lot of solutions. Mm-hmm. And especially when I read about smallpox vaccination, you know, <laughs> I actually don't want to experience it. So it didn't sound attractive to you. All right. While the doctors are fighting against the virus in hospitals and people fighting against it at home, big pharmaceutical companies are struggling to win this biotechnological war with vaccines. So this is a vaccine race. I would like to call it like this. And we have already mentioned a list of vaccines developed in different countries, right? They do not come from one producer. They do not come from one Yes, I have, I have information. I can, and I'm going to speak about Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca because These three vaccines are a lot in Europe. They are the most famous. The first vaccine is Pfizer. Pfizer, it was the first vaccines approved against COVID in Europe as in the United States. And it was developed by Pfizer and BioNTech. 12th of December of 2020 will be marked as the day the first COVID vaccine was approved. In Europe, but uh, I'm not sure, but I think the Russian vaccine was the first vaccine against COVID. Yeah, they claimed it to be the first vaccine to be registered, mm. but probably not the first to be oh. done on human. Okay. Pfizer is from Germany and it's given as to injection, usually into the muscle of the upper arm. And the second dose shall be given between three weeks after the first dose. This vaccine is recommended for people aged 16 years and older. The effectiveness is high, at least 97% in preventing symptomatic disease, several critical disease, and death. 
Furthermore, the analysis found a vaccine effectiveness of 94% against asymptomatic SARS-CoV-2 infections. But all the vaccines have side effects, and these three kind of vaccines have the common side effects and similar side effects. And with the, um, the Pfizer vaccine, we can see potential side effects such as injection site pain, fatigue, headaches, muscle pain, chills, fever, redness, nausea, etc. And the side effects might affect your ability to, to do daily activities. But these are quite common, as you said, mm -hmm. um, side effects. Do you think are there any long-term side effects? I'm not sure. Because when you have COVID, I, I can speak about Spain. In Spain, when you have COVID, you don't get vaccination until six months uh, after your sick. recovery. Yes, your recovery. And I, I'm not sure if there are people with long term or long COVID six months after they recovered. You mean you don't know people with long term side effects after they recovered from COVID? Yes, there are. There are people. Mm. In, my, in, my, in my case, my mother and my sister had COVID and my sister didn't have long term, but my mother has a little long term because she lost the, the smell and the taste mm -hmm. and she continues with a little smell. Okay, so you're talking about recovery after COVID itself, like uh, after the disease itself. Yeah, but it's not uh, long-term consequences of vaccination because actually no, we still cannot know about yes, it. Yes, uh, the vaccination is early now mm -hmm. because in Spain, the plan of vaccination uh, start two months ago and the beginning of February. And I think it's early to speak about long-term with the side effects mm -hmm. to the vaccination. So as I also read, AstraZeneca is quite common vaccine around the Europe and within the EU. But the recent research showed that they had some issues about AstraZeneca after some recipients claimed to have blood clots. Yes, at least 10 European nations and Thailand either slowed or suspended AstraZeneca vaccinations on March 12th after sporadic reports of blood clothing in people who had received the jab. The European Medicines Agency insists that the vaccine is safe, citing 30 reported cases of blood clots among 5 million people given the AstraZeneca vaccines across Europe. And the World Health Organization recommend continue with inoculations while the concerns are investigated as a precautions measure. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is what we were talking about. Like, how can we know uh, what is the result? But um, I know that some experts say that Although all the development of the vaccine was in mm. its hurry, the scientists didn't skip any steps. So basically, it's scientifically proved that they are safe for people, for human beings. I'm not a scientist, 
But when I think this bad news about AstraZeneca is not only for the blood clots, in my opinion, is uh, because the cities or the countries don't have many doses mm-hmm. and they need pick up more. And in this time, they stop the vaccination. Okay, so clever. It, this is my opinion. Okay. Like a third conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is it the most popular vaccine in Spain? I mean, AstraZeneca among the others. No, uh, the most popular is Pfizer. But in Spain, we have three different phases to vaccination. And in the first phase, they use Pfizer to get vaccination all people and health workers. And we are in the middle of the second phase, and in this phase, they are using AstraZeneca and Pfizer vaccines. Mm -hmm. For everyone? Uh, Yes, Uh, for AstraZeneca is for uh, specific groups like teachers or police workers or Mm -hmm. social workers and people between 45 years and 15 years. For the old people, they uh, are using Pfizer. Mm. Isn't it strange to separate people yes. for vaccinations? Yeah, it's strange because they don't use AstraZeneca for the old people. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason? I think I read the World Health Organization recommended not to use it for people of more than special age. Because probably they are worrying about the trial results, which were not reflecting mm. all the truth, maybe, or something yeah, like maybe. that. Yeah, in Spain, only used AstraZeneca COVID vaccine for people between 18 years old and 55 years old. But yeah. the young people do not get vaccination in this moment. And what about Moderna? Ah, Moderna, uh, they use Moderna with Pfizer because the um, clinical trials show uh, effectiveness more similar to Pfizer mm-hmm. and Moderna come from America and in America they use that vaccine with Pfizer and AstraZeneca and in Spain we have used this kind of free vaccines. Isn't it the right time to speak about vaccines that were not approved by the European Commission, which are Sputnik and Sinopharm. I need to know and learn about this type of vaccines because um, in Europe, these vaccines look like a bad thing or, I don't know, bad vaccines. Everything is about propaganda. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's true. I think this early morning, Emmanuel Macron mm-hmm. claimed that Russia, with its vaccine, is kind of starting a new war, you know, vaccine war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a con- big confrontation of countries mm. who is producing what yeah. and stuff like that. Actually, while I was preparing for this broadcast, I found many articles about Russian propaganda against other vaccines. And the State Department officials said, like, Russian intelligence agencies are using online platforms to undermine confidence in COVID vaccines being used in the United States. 
such a Pfizer, for example. Yeah. I think this is uh, only an information war. Mm. Mm. Yeah, new tools of war, let's say so, yeah. I've read that Russia just hasn't released the late-stage phase free data. That's why they cannot believe that mm -hmm. Russians are really succeeding with the vaccine because, as the press, Russian press, said the... Um, Sputnik trial was consistently at 90% or even above efficiency. So it's all about like Pfizer or Moderna. Mm -hmm. So it's great number. And um, just for our listeners to know that as for its design, Sputnik was developed using the kind of advanced vaccine technology employed in shots by the AstraZeneca. So it's close to it and or close to Johnson's and Johnson's. Yeah, these two dose vaccines use adenoviral vectors based on the cause of the common cold that are engineered to deliver the genetic material coding for the COVID key spike protein, which in turn prompts the immune system to respond to protect against further infections. But the most interesting thing is that Sputnik has one key difference from AstraZeneca and Johnson Johnson's vaccines. Do you know which difference? No, I don't. Maita, you have a very serious face, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is that in these two doses, they use different viruses or different, to be precise, adenovirus. So basically, in this way, with the first jab, you get one type of virus And with the second, you get slightly different type of virus. Mm. And this is impacting the ability of the second dose to work if the first didn't work. So, you know, it's mm. um, substitution. If first didn't work, maybe the second will work. <laughs> yeah. So maybe upon that, we can make up our own minds about its efficiency. By the way... The European Medicines Agency plans to inspect the Sputnik vaccine production facility to see if it can be authorized in the EU because there were a lot of discussions last month in the EU when some countries, for example, Hungary started using Sputnik without discuss with the European Commission, for example. But did they start? Yes, I guess they started. Yes. But at least they have already bought it for sure. Mm -hmm. And and also it, Italy is going to buy it as well. This is what the media says for now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Angela Merkel said the other day that they want the Spanish vaccines because it works and it is in 54 different countries. And the European Commission says the EUA doesn't need the Sputnik vaccines because we have the capacity to deliver 300 or 315 millions of those. I think the the thing is political mm -hmm. and economic. Oh, yeah, or no. just business. Yeah, <laughs> just business because sometimes it looks like they don't find the immunity. They prefer, I don't know, business. But if it will be approved, are the chances high to be approved or not? Approved what? I mean, of Sputnik, if it will be approved. I don't know. But Let's vote. 
Yes. <laughs> yes or no. If the people vote if they want Sputnik vaccines or not, I think the vote will be positive. Mm-hmm. But Sputnik is not the only vaccine to suffer from attacks of the media, so let's mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Sinopharm is um, the Chinese uh, vaccine, which I think has been underestimated. But in comparison to Russia, Chinese government doesn't make it a big thing. So Chinese people stay quite silent. They mm-hmm. just keep working and producing Sinopharm and then don't really care if other countries mm-hmm. need that or not. They just, as usual, as usual, do not. Yeah, they have the solution for them. And it's okay if the rest of countries don't want our vaccine. But I guess they began to export it in other countries. And um, the only thing is that Sinopharm's clinical trials have demonstrated that it can protect people against COVID, but no one can yet say how long that protection lasts. Is it possible that the level of antibodies drops over the course of months, for example, or the immune system also contains special cells called memory B cells? Will they remember, retain information about the virus to be able to protect the body or not? So it's a big question mark here. But anyways, I know that Hungarian, I guess, prime minister, a foreign minister, was vaccinated with Sinopharm. Mm. Mm. So it's a very big political step, I guess. Yeah. Yes. But I read only the United Arab Emirates purchased it. Uh, the Sinopharm, yeah. Okay, mm. yeah, true, true. To recap it all, I think it's a great tool to teach your immune system how to deal with the virus so it's maybe not that bad i mean the vaccination itself yes i think the vaccination is a good thing but there are a lot of kinds of vaccines and every vaccine has different side effects effectiveness pfizer is the most effectiveness vaccine in europe moderna is the second one and astrazeneca is the worst for among this among okay. these But I think everybody has different immunity and it's early to talk about what, which is the best vaccine. Mm-hmm. But as you said, for example, in Russia, can we get vaccination with um, European or American vaccines? I think you can do if you have money. Yes. I, mean, I guess it's uh, available. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, we can get vaccinated by Sputnik for free. So, mm-hmm. in Spain, we can't choose what, which kind of vaccines will get vaccination, um, because the vaccines are free. Mm. But in America, you can choose mm. because you pay for the vaccine, or if you receive. For free, the vaccines, you can't. You can. So it means there is no choice left for you. Mm-hmm. And this is evoking a new trend, vaccine tourism. Um, well, vaccine tourism is a form of health tourism that has seen significant growth in recent months. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a big deal. Namely, it refers to making a journey somewhere where you can be vaccinated against coronavirus at an earlier date and yeah then just 
come back to the home country or state. I think this occurs on a domestic and an international level, no? Yes, I think so. Yes, this I think is more international than domestic. Mm -hmm. Because I saw tours to get vaccination to Dubai and New York. Yeah, Cuba has even made the vaccine a new tourist attraction. In a commercial broadcast on TV, the director of the Finlay Institute in Havana invites foreigners to schedule a trip to the Caribbean island starting in March to combine business with pleasure by getting vaccinated against COVID. <laughs> It's a crazy thing. With morning, you can't have anything. <laughs> yeah, the, how much does it cost? Interesting. Oh, I didn't check. Yeah, okay. But I guess a lot. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's true. But Cuba is already planning to produce 100 million doses of Soberana 2 vaccine. Have mm -hmm. you heard about it? No, never. Yeah, no. <laughs> me never. It's one of the four vaccines currently in advanced testing in Cuba. Hmm. So this production should make it possible to vaccinate tourists who would like to be vaccinated. That's true. Very clever. You can make a profit of anything if you want, if you're yeah. clever and smart enough, right? Yeah, even for the Soberana 2 vaccine has not passed the final scientific phase of its research and test on thousands of volunteers. Okay. But, <laughs> But who cares yeah. if it's a big pleasure, you know? Yeah, you are in the paradise. <laughs> true. And also Knights Bridge Circle. A travel and lifestyle service that charges members at 25,000 pounds fee every year received widespread publicity and thousands of new memberships when it claimed it could fly its members aged 65 and older to the Emirates for private appointments for the Pfizer vaccine. It's a luxury, luxurious life. Yes. You know. Yeah, but mm. actually there are claims that these are just rumors now, mm. but I don't know, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's quite expensive. Yeah, money is a solution against COVID. <laughs> money is a solution against anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, moreover, the largest airline in Germany, Lufthansa, may be operating vaccine flights to Moscow because... Germany still lags behind the the other countries when it comes to vaccinating. So the idea is these flights depart from Frankfurt and land in Moscow's second largest airport, Domodedovo. And there has been already selected a transit zone for that. So the passengers would enter the zone uh, where they would be given the Sputnik vaccine. After receiving it, they would just immediately return to Germany without coming into contact with other airport areas or passengers and having not need to cross the border. So they just come back. But uh, the issue is that, like many coronavirus vaccines, you need to get the second dose. So it hmm. means you have to fly twice, which is also quite expensive, you know. Mm -hmm. The approximate cost of these packages is said to be around 1,000 euro each. So... Mm -hmm. It looks like a movie, a sci-fi movie. <laughs> <laughs> Again, so crazy solutions. Yes. 
but tourism is already not trendy, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dubai has launched an appeal for digital nomads to live and work in the popular Emirate with the added perk of receiving a COVID vaccination. Mm-hmm. So emerging markets are looking to attract digital nomads through incentives and special visas. Mm-hmm. So it's like next step. But since we're talking about vaccination, do you think should vaccinated people enjoy more privilege? I don't know. Just your personal opinion upon that. Yeah, I don't know because they have the vaccine, but the rest of the people in other countries don't have immunity and the restrictions are the same and the protocols are the same. We have to continue with the protocols, restrictions, curfews, and stuff like that. So you think it will generate new inequality among people so Mm -hmm. that they are not equal? They can travel, but when they come in other countries, the life is the same uh, with vaccines or without vaccines. Mm -hmm. Then my personal question to you, would you like to be vaccinated, girls? I want because I would like come back my normal life, but I would like choose which vaccine they put in my arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I can't, but it doesn't matter. But if you can, which one will you choose? No, I can't. <laughs> what if you had? Yeah. Just just imagine yes. you. Yeah. Ah, if I can choose, I choose Pfizer. Mm-hmm. Is the most effective. Yeah, German quality. German. <laughs> I want German vaccines in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> so much trust in science. Okay. And you, Senia? So I'm not vaccinated yet. And uh, I'm definitely not against vaccines in general (laughs) and of course don't reject science and um, I don't want to offend anybody but frankly it seems for me it's just stupid deny medicine and progress I mean vaccines in general but anyway I believe people shouldn't be forced to get vaccinated Mm -hmm. and um, I guess I had uh, this opportunity in St. Petersburg it's actually it was possible to get a vaccine because you know in Russia now it's really easy to get vaccinated you actually even can do it even in the mall now mm-hmm. True. yeah it's really and um, but I'm still not feeling confident because it seems like this short time is not enough for all steps of vaccine trials mm. And we still don't know about long-term consequences, as we already told. But at the same time, we don't know about the consequences of disease itself. Mm -hmm. So, yes, time will show. But, yeah, I guess uh, I will do it just because it, it gives you some freedom. I mean, freedom of freedom Mm. of movement. So it's still the privilege. Like you still yes. get the benefits. And actually I hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So, but what about you, Sasha? I don't like the idea that, that the vaccines can make the society split into, you know, marginals and 
and uh, vaccinated because mm-hmm. not all the people can get it if they want or they don't want it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be forced, but they are not left choice. For example, I would like to wait to see what happens because this story with AstraZeneca, mm. even though those peoples might have suffered from other diseases mm-hmm. which caused this blood clots, but who knows that? I cannot say that I'm 100% you know, healthy person. Who knows? My body's individual. And as you might have said, each vaccine brings individual reaction mm-hmm. to everybody. So I'm just a, a bit afraid to to hurry with the decision. Yeah. Matters. And actually, a lot of people are afraid to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do you think why are they afraid to get vaccinated? I think people are reluctant because there is all sorts of rumors about complications. For example, in Russia, mm-hmm. Russians don't really trust the government, the state. And yeah. when something comes from the state, they don't know if they have to wait. Do they have to believe it or somehow find other proofs? So I think as for me and for maybe the majority of Russians would stay conservative about vaccines because it's a totally new thing Mm -hmm. and uh, just nobody wants to risk it. Yeah, I agree. Actually, for Russia, the main problem, we don't trust the government in general. And of course, it's logical. We don't trust the vaccine, which was made by government service and which government propaganda supports yeah mm-hmm. like it makes suspicious why do they have mm-hmm. to support it if it has already demonstrated its effectiveness why do they have to you know encourage people to get the vaccine like it's strange so yeah mm-hmm. and by the way putin got vaccinated against covid just recently Yes, but yeah, in in comparison to other political leaders, Mm -hmm. he didn't do that under the view of cameras and public. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And you know what? Actually, it wasn't mentioned which vaccine he chose. Mm. So maybe he doesn't use Sputnik. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we don't know. I mean, that's the main problem. The president of Spain hasn't been vaccinated, and the king, and neither. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the royal family? No. No. Mm-hmm. Only uh, the um, last king, mm-hmm. but he lives in Dubai, and it's, <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> he lives in Dubai? Yes, he escaped mm-hmm. to, from Spain because he stole money. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's so just <laughs> unexpected turn in our discussion about yes. vaccines. This is other topic. Yes, that's true. Okay. And my grandma said me just recently, I would get vaccinated only after Putin. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, so he got vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's funny. And I think the main reason why people are afraid to get vaccinated is... Uh, Ignorance and mm-hmm. just lack of information. But lack of information can also be the reason people do want to be vaccinated because they don't really think and know about consequences of 
and of course, we are not afraid of vaccination. Mm-hmm. But perhaps even worse than the lack of information is fake information. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, anyone can be an internet expert and influencer. And back to Spanish flu, just recently there was a popular post on Facebook against vaccination. The 1918 Spanish flu did not kill 50 million people. Vaccines that government forced them to take did, and they are repeating the same pattern now. And uh, actually, as we already discussed, influenza was first established as being caused by a virus only in 1930s, and the first flu vaccine was developed only in 1940s. So... The fundamental problem with all these 1918 and 1919 vaccines is that they were developed against bacteria, not virus. Therefore, the vaccines were technically created against the wrong organism and theoretically had no protective value. So it just didn't work. But it's completely wrong to suggest that there would have been 50 million deaths worldwide due to their use. And actually, it's also about, I don't know, it's not about, yes, it's fake information. And uh, this Mm. is how information spreads on social media, like nowadays. That's true. But it's another question concerning propaganda or advocacy for or against vaccination or campaign. Is it mandatory, uh, the vaccines in Russia? No. Is it compulsory Mm -hmm. in Spain to get the vaccine? No, it's not compulsory. But if you don't receive the vaccines, the rest of the people look at you badly. Seriously? Mm. Yes, it's like, um, it's a crazy wow. person. Blah, blah, blah. I guess in Russia, the opposite situation now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, you got the vaccination. Oh, my God, you're so brave and yeah. crazy. Or... Yeah, why do you uh, do you want the vaccines, blah, blah, blah? It's against COVID. Ah, yeah. I think I, I came across an article just which dates back to May 2020 it said that these anti-vaxxers are mm-hmm. going to put an effort against the vaccination campaign. And this is going to be an obstacle, you know, fighting against the pandemic. Mm-hmm, because and the pe- people don't, don't want vaccines. Is the same people don't believe in COVID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy theories Com- come into play. Theory. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of celebrities such as Samuel L. Jackson, Jane Fonda, Anthony Hopkins, Arnold Schwarzenegger got vaccinated and posted on Twitter or Instagram with different, hmm. you know, supportive speeches, words like mm-hmm. you can come here, you need to get vaccinated, you need to save the world. Or, for example, Elton John, he was getting the shot, the jab mm-hmm. on camera. And he said, oh, it didn't hurt. Not many people know that. And he was also joking that, oh, I'm still standing. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> That's true. So it, it may be a part of 
the campaign too. And of course, the politicians, mm. Joe Biden, Barack and Michelle Obama had a very inspiring speech on Instagram and the video, I guess, too. Like, we did it and you have to do that too. Actually, in Spain, we don't have propaganda for vaccines because, as I said before, we can't be vaccinated when we all want. And the celebrities don't do this kind of propaganda. Maybe it's just in a very indirect way. Because yeah, maybe mm-hmm. indirect way. In the, in the news, always they show Im- images, pictures people getting the vaccine. So mm-hmm. it's actually propaganda. Yeah, but under, indirectly. But is uh, propaganda bad in this case, I mean? I don't know. No, I'm not sure. If it's a very indirect and um, not annoying way, mm. why not, maybe? I don't know if it's right to call it propaganda. Maybe advertising is mm. more suitable. Mm. Yeah, for actors especially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. did it and you <laughs> get this too. <laughs> Come here every Saturday. <laughs> yes. And in Russia definitely propaganda exists. Like in general of course. <laughs> But also the promotion of vaccination. Some celebrities also show us that they got vaccinated and still alive. I don't know. Still alive. <laughs> I really like that saying. <laughs> and also some banners everywhere. And uh, and it's actually really mm-hmm. accessible. As I already mentioned, you can do it even in the mall. Mm-hmm. Can you get your vaccines in Russia in this moment? I mean, if you come back to Russia. Yes. I think yes. yes. Of course. Oh. No problems. It's really available. Mm. You, I mean, you can do it like, you know, you wake up in the morning and like, okay, I'm ready for vaccination <laughs> now. <laughs> and you can just go and do it. I want the vaccine. Yeah. But again, people actually don't do it. Mm-hmm. And as we already discussed, yeah, the main problem is lack of trust to our government. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows? Who is responsible? Who will be responsible for the outcomes which will be shown, you know, in the long run after some years and months? Mm. But uh, how do you think such a fact that Putin um, got vaccinated? Can it help promote vaccination mm-hmm. in Russia? I think to some extent, yes, but It's another question how many people would trust it or follow, you know, mm. this example or yeah, because I, I know, yeah, it's it's a different, you know, it's a difficult stage for Russian politics in mm. general. So I don't know about young people. Yeah, mm. but for some people, I'm sure it's a reason to do mm. it, but not for us. Yeah. But not I for understand. us, yeah, but... <laughs> I don't I don't think the majority will will be somehow influenced by this act. I would like to think so, but unfortunately, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have already told the story of your grandmother, so. Yeah. <laughs> We have already discussed a lot of things in a very detailed way, and it's time and we have already touched a bit upon this topic about a vaccine passport or the digital green pass. It has different names. 
So my question would be: Do you think we do need it, and how safe are these, let's say, documents? So, Maite, do you know what kind of document is that? Yeah, the、um, the COVID vaccine passport for travelers. It's a document that indicates that the traveler has been vaccinated by one of the four vaccines allowed in Europe against COVID-19, or has tested negative for the virus in the past couple of days, or you have recovered from COVID. This passport doesn't include vaccines from Russia and China. Mm-hmm. So that is a big question.、Mm-hmm. I think this passport is discriminatory. Because people want the vaccines, no matter come from the,、uh, the country, or、um, don't want, or you don't want at、this. all, yeah. And why kind of people can get can give this passport and the rest no? So, do you think that the if it happens, if this system will be implemented, will the Europeans? Lose the right to move freely within the EU. For example, Hungary is Europe, and they use Russian vaccines and Chinese vaccines. And this passport will not work in this city.、Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah.、It's、so we are kind of trapped. Yes.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And、uh, frankly, I still don't understand how it would work. Uh, if countries even can not make decisions about which vaccines they、uh, mm-hmm. allow, and actually discrimination has already begun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard that some of them, some of the ideas that were proposed by the Commission, is to create a digital passport, and I think it has a reason. Another question. How safe are they?、Mm. The information that appears there. Imagine, like twenty-seven countries have access to your personal data,、mm-hmm. and it means that each country has to build a safe interpolar system with equally strong data protection,、mm-hmm. because it's it's a big issue, I think. Yeah, the idea is great. But they need to work more in this kind of passport and the information that they have. Will the information be somehow shared with somebody or、mm-hmm. misused? Who know who has、mm-hmm. access to that all? You know. So I guess this is a big challenge and crisis for the European Union as well, because the first thing is that. The vaccination campaign is very sluggish; is very slow, in comparison even to the Great Britain, which is not、mm. in the EU anymore. <laughs> <coughs> the leader of the European Commission has already acknowledged that the vaccine supplement was a big failure, because unfortunately, the Europeans do not get enough vaccines as it was set, for example, in their in the contract. The number of the doses much much lower as they expected. That is the reason why Hungary or Czech or Italy are ready to buy Chinese、mm-hmm. or Russian vaccines 
because I think they feel this lack of vaccines. And another question, how do they distribute Do they uh, somehow do it equally? Do some countries suffer from the lack of vaccines or lack of information? Are the people informed about it or not? It's also kind of discrimination in mm -hmm. this case they are facing now. And um, external problem is this vaccine war, let's say so. Um, this competition b between the countries Russian, Chinese vaccine, which is, so to say, very well shown in the media, very well presented. But the EU, for now, has no idea whether they can import it because they even cannot trust. For example, AstraZeneca will deliver 900,000 doses next mm -hmm. month to the EU, which is lower than they expected. But... Mm -hmm. This is the number of Sputnik that was produced for the whole time of the production. And some of the leaders, European leaders, ask themselves, how do Russians propose other countries to import their vaccine, I mean the Sputnik, if they cannot produce it in that amount that the world needs? Like, mm -hmm. how can we mm. prove it? Because the EU doesn't have, for now, access to the trials to the place where it's produced they want to see the production itself how it's stored and stuff like that and yeah and which covid vaccine is the best yeah i read yesterday in an uh, article this comment the best vaccine is the one that's offered the day you go in for your appointment <laughs> <laughs> And returning to propaganda, also I read yesterday, European Medicines Agency official said on TV that Sputnik partly comparable with Russian roulette. Mm. <laughs> so it's like you never know. Yeah, but actually it seems to me that any vaccine is Russian roulette. <laughs> no. Yeah, that is true. true. And uh, personally, I don't like this idea. I mean, COVID passed. As I see it, people will be forced to get vaccinated, and I, I didn't like this idea. And we already have borders, political divisions, and other problems that don't allow people to travel. Mm. I mean, of course, maybe traveling is not the most important thing in the world, but freedom of movement is one of the most important things to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and political is also very important. Thank you for highlighting that. If if the borders are closed and there are so many restrictions, it also can cause problems with the supplement, mm -hmm. with distribution of the mm. same vaccines, medicines that we were talking today. So many questions and so few answers. To get vaccinated or not to get vaccinated, that is the question. But the choice is yours. I hope that our discussion was objective and at the same time interesting, that it presented different points of view and possibly helped to form your own opinion about what is happening in the world. Thank you for listening and bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.